What's going on? What's happening? Too short. Too tall. Too we in small. the building. What's happening, baby? Y'all see we got a guest on today. I need to see outside. Where you need to be, man? Yeah, I'm good, good right there. Yeah, 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 good, yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, man, we just, uh, we want to say thank you. We appreciate you for uh, taking the time to be on the show today. Um, for y'all that don't know, man, this is my boy, Doug, Mr. Peak. Doug Peak. Eric Henry, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, scout team offense and Eric. Oh, we got stories. <laughs> Listen to Y'all don't know Doug used to be a dog on that old line. <laughs> Him and Eric used to go at it. We really, it was really just one time. It was one day, really. It was really just one day <laughs> when we was doing blitz pickup. Look. Oof. And we was running the same blitz over and over, running storm. Uh, ten times. So, you know, I'm it's my fifth time running the same blitz, going against the same guy. I'm just cruising through. I'm <laughs> just cruising through. Doug come Next thing practice. I know, Doug Peak must have laid into me. <laughs> my helmet <laughs> came up. Doug, do you even remember this? Dude, <laughs> like it was yesterday. Of Look, course. Boy, I, I was heated. I was heated. I know you remember. That's funny. Nah, but that's what of you need, though. Remember. You Let do me, need guys He's not like, telling y'all yeah. the whole story. He's not telling y'all the whole story. Oh, I ain't Let heard your side. Me, hey, I haven't heard your side. Listen to Tell it. I, listen I, to Doug. Y'all may have had a topic on this before, but but do you practice like you play? Right, right. Do you practice like you play? And and I'm a coach's kid, and I learned real young. Like you give 100 percent every practice. Yeah. That's how you improve, right? And yeah. so I don't take plays off. Yeah. And uh, and so I came out. We had I was playing center. I snapped the ball. I come up. He's coming, and I, I I laid him one time. Laid him, and he didn't like it. Like you just heard, he didn't like it. So it happened the second time. <laughs> And the second time, you know, I could see I got him kind of mad. So, you know, the next one, I was like, I'm coming again. I already know. So I come and I lay him and I hit him. And I, when I picked him up, he grabbed me by the face mask. Oh, I don't know this part. Hey, he I don't know this part. Like this. I was going to leave said, it out. I was going to leave it out. He said, Doug, if you come up like this one more time, you can see he was still a little, a little woozy. I did he not said, know a, that. Look at this boy. He said, I'm going to beat you as soon as we leave the field house. I'm going to be at your car. Wait. I was high. I was eating. That's funny. He that like was it. funny, though. That was funny. Hey, but I think, honestly, but I from think... that point, we've been friends. Oh, yeah. I earned his six. respect. I earned his Ever respect. Since. I made him. And I told him, you know what I told him, Tuck? I said, hey, I'm trying to make you better. That's, That's what, what I said. said. That's funny. Said, hey, I'm, I'm trying to make you better. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I figured I'd bring that up. I didn't even think about it until just now. And, and you know, but um, yeah, man. First, first day. off, first off, I just want the viewers to to know who you are. You know what you do, and a little bit about your background. Just tell the viewers, you know, what you want them to to hear about sure. you, about Doug. Um, man, I I'm I'm an athlete and I'm a Christian. Uh, I work for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and so that's only kind of logical. Uh, I grew up, my dad was a football coach, like I said, so I, I grew up um, in in the locker room. Like, my whole childhood was around sports. 
Um, and I grew up in the church and my whole childhood was around faith. And so those have always been my two greatest passions. Um, and, and I kind of naturally fell into fellowship of Christian athletes doing ministry, being around the things that I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. I played with you guys at UMHB. I joked around. I said too small. Uh, y'all had a, y'all had a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about potentially kids being held back and how both of y'all were young. And I was, I was, I graduated high school at 17. I was young, undersized, yeah. same, same type deal, man. And, uh, fell in, fell into UMHB and probably could have been held back and went somewhere better. But, uh, I'm so thankful that I went to a program that wins. Cause that was all yeah. I cared about. Mm-hmm. We was just you know talking I mean? about that today. Yeah. 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 So, um, and we can talk more about that in a minute, but that's kind of, you know, the basis of how I fell into FCA and, um, what is, what is what FCA? What is FCA? Well, yeah. you know, you know, tell our yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we are a ministry, and, and honestly, we're the largest sports ministry in the world. Um, and we we go to every program, uh, whether it be you know community little leagues or uh, professional sports, um, and we and we try to minister to coaches and athletes and and get them to understand, uh, regardless of how big their platform is, um, that they they have a head coach right that that is God that is Jesus Christ. Um, and to use that plat- platform to share their their faith. Um, and, and we have a great audience, right? There's a reason people are gravitated to sports. There's a reason that whether it's at high school, it, the jocks are always the popular kids, right? Whether it's the league and you have these guys with these huge platforms. Um, and you will always have attention when you play sports, especially if you're good at it. And, uh, and just getting people to understand, like, it doesn't matter where you are. God places you in a ministry. If you're, if you're called to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you have an opportunity to share that faith with everybody. And so use the platform you have, just like you guys do it at the, at the, at the gym, you know, use the platform you have to, to have a light and an influence in this world for Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Um, and obviously, you know, us knowing you and knowing, you know, um, just as you are being a Christian and your faith and, we know it's something that you really enjoy doing that you love mm. doing and how it's easy for you to do. We, we, we understand that, but tell us like what part about doing what you do in FCA, like what part of it, like what makes it worth it? Like, cause it takes mm. you away from your family. You know of what course. I'm of course. Um, y'all had, I, y'all, I was listening to the episode where you were talking about Shaq with his kids with money. And, um, and you guys were talking about, do you have to love what you do? Right. And, and I don't, like you said, Eric, I think you said maybe 15% of people actually love what they do. Yeah. Uh, man, I love what I do. Man, so I, that's I, a I blessing. Have, I have, I've never had more peace in my life mm-hmm. uh, than doing what I'm doing now. And there's something to be said. Yes, you can, you can provide for your family in a lot of different ways. Um, but I know every, every time I step away from my family, uh, every time I step away from my friends, my my church, whatever it might be to go do work, I know that I'm making an impact to the kingdom and there's yeah. nothing great. You know what I mean? There's nothing greater for me to be fulfilled uh, than know that my time away from my family is spent glorifying God. Yeah. Uh, and so is I love what I do, man. <laughs> I don't know. It might seem I'm kind of kind of digging at every question, but like, what does it mean? Like. Cause there might be someone listening right now that doesn't know there. I know there's someone who's going to listen that doesn't know much about FCA. Doesn't mm-hmm. know much about what is the impact for the kingdom? Like, what does that mm. even mean? Like, yeah, what does man. It mean? You guys, it, it was actually funny. You guys were talking about um, coaches playing mind games a couple weeks back, or maybe it was last week. 
Hey man, you be you be hey, on them yeah, shows, dude. Already, already know. Yeah. I bet see, they don't know. I've been on sacrifice training for yeah, oh, yeah. day one, right? Um, but you guys were talking about uh coaches playing mind games, and really it was just it just screamed to me about what I do for a living, man, because these coaches have such a platform. And you were talking about a one of your freshman kids, his high, his head coach talked to him. And he was lit up, right? Like he was so motivated by the fact, but this guy gave me the time of day. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it, we don't understand the impact that that has for these kids. And especially in today's generation where so many parents aren't actually like spending time with their kids. They put an iPad mm-hmm. in front of them and say, leave me alone. You know, the coach is the one that's actually invested in them. Yeah. It actually takes the time to say, I want you to be better, not just athletically, but off the field. I care about who you are. Uh, and these coaches care, man. They care just like you guys do with your athletes. Right. And we so often take for granted the influence that our coaches have on our children. Yeah. Right. And so what we do primarily, I try to minister to coaches first. Everything we do is to and through the coach because I might show up at a school for 30 minutes once a week. Right. But I got 20 schools, so I can't be everywhere all the time. So if I take that time and I minister to a coach, that coach is going to be there all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially during football season. It's a seven day a week job. Yeah, And so we get these coaches understand, look at the tremendous opportunity you have, not only to influence this kid to be a better athlete, to be a better scholar, but to be a better human being and a better follower of Christ. Right. And it's really cool because so many coaches, especially the ones that, that have been doing this for a while, you see how the more that they start to share their faith, the more they get empowered to do it. Right. The more they get uh, excited to do it and it comes out naturally. Right. Because some people just don't realize the opportunities there. It doesn't matter what career you have. You always have an opportunity to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you can't hide that. You, you have, know, you have some, to let that show. For some kids, man, it might be the introduction. Yes. So, yes. Yes. So it, lot, it ain't not just a, like not about, everybody's raised in church. Right? right. Like like I was fortunate enough to, to know God at a young age. But I see a lot of these kids, man. So I actually you asked me what it means. I got some note cards over here. We did a game day devos for one of our football teams. And so every game day, their coach would have me come and I would give a lesson to them. Um, and, and we would have, I'd stay with them for the game and their coach would pray with them before the game, pray with them at halftime, pray with them after the game. And this guy is just a follower of God. Like this guy, he can't hide it if he wanted to, right? And so I got done. They, they lost in the playoffs to Highland Park, you know, shout out Highland Park, number three in the state. Um, and uh, they, had, they had a little meeting. And so we went for their banquet and I handed them all a note card. And I said, I want you to write out what has this time meant to you? Because if you don't stop and reflect, you're going to miss it, right? And so I wrote out these, gave these cards out, and I, I was looking at some of the responses, man. And for a lot of these kids, maybe like four or five of them said, this was the first time I've ever heard about God in my life. We had another kid uh, that, that wrote that he ended his pornography addiction. We oh, had wow. another kid. Yes, man. We had another kid that was saying, um, you know, he's always been a Christian, but he kept it to himself. And this time has really empowered him to share his faith. You know, so now he he makes sure that all the people he cares about, because if you care about people, if you have friends, if you have family that you love, you want them to be in heaven with you. Yeah, that's not something you can keep to yourself. You know, so it's it's pretty cool to see the impact, because a lot of times coaches, like you said the other day, um, it could be negative or positive. Coaches don't realize the impact that they make on these kids. Yeah, man, that's a uh, that's exciting. Talking about changing like an impact. That's exciting. Yeah, we ain't talking about dropping 40 times. No, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. No, that's big. That's big. I think 
Yeah, so that that's a good, that's a straight up <laughs> raw way to explain the impact, the impact. Yeah, on the kingdom. Okay. I think that's um, I mean, I can see how you could definitely go home and and it's all worth it when a kid, four kids, mm. only even if it's people might say only four, no, one kid. If one kid said yeah. it's the first time they heard yeah. about Christ, it was worth it. Yeah. It was worth and that, it. That's, um, that's four kids on one football team, right? And I got 20 yeah. schools. Yeah, that's so good. you know, just you know, the, the reach is is huge, and that's yeah. and I'm just one person, man. We got you know two thousand people on staff worldwide doing this, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's to think so, about the net we have globally is pretty pretty insane. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're gonna we're gonna need you to be a little transparent here. Come on, you know, we hear all the good things about you know how things are with FCA, and especially <laughs> when you can bring a kid or just you can you realize how a kid heard a guy for the first time, you know, how amazing mm-hmm. that feels like. So if you could be a little transparent with us, mm-hmm. what are the struggles? What are the what's the hard part when it comes to FCA and what you do? Man, uh, there's there's a lot of worldly things that are struggles, right? But honestly, <clears throat> even as we're talking about this, right, we we keep having these videos drop. Yeah, I never had these problems, but all of a sudden, you know, we start talking about God and this happens, right? Spiritual warfare is real. And uh, I think Satan doesn't have to fight for the people that are already his, right? So he's out being busy against God's people. Uh, and so I see I see all the time Satan try to attack my marriage, um, try to attack the huddles we have, different things going on and stuff just falls through. And all the planning in the world that you can have, um, sometimes things just still fall through, right? And so that can be a struggle and it can be a grind. And, um, you know, just like dog days of working out, not every day do you feel on 10, right, about right. working out. And so there's days where I'm, you know, man, I don't know if I want to do this today. I don't know right. if I want to slide through there. I, I start being selfish or I start, you know, forgetting my calling or, or different things yeah. like that. But there, there's definitely just like any job, ups and downs, right? Yeah. But I know the things I'm working towards, just like an athlete, the things you're working towards disciplining yourself through those hardships makes you stronger. And the thing you discipline yourself is, is to work towards a goal, right? And the goal yeah. I'm working for um, is so clear in my mind. And I know the reward that's waiting. You know what so, I mean? It's the same way an athlete trains to try and win the Super Bowl. Like, I know the reward that's waiting for me. So tell me this. Every school that you go to, the coach is accepting? That's, that was going to be my question. Yeah, oh, so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, Just what it's, you it's said, hard, like, is it a struggle to get them to buy in? <clears throat> yeah, man, we've, I've been blessed that a lot of my schools have faithful coaches, you know? Um, but the, the hard part is just like any, any relationship, right? You, it takes time to build relationships, to build trust. And yeah. so for instance, of my 20 schools, um, we have, I only have six coaches, Bible studies. So the other 14, I'm just trying to build relationships. Yeah. And, uh, and that just takes time being present. And so I just go and I watch practice and say, Hey coach, yeah. you know, I'm here. If you ever want to talk, yeah. uh, how's, how's the team? What's going on? Like, how can I pray for you? And I, and I don't push anything and it, it, it just takes time to build relationships. So there is, there is some, um, growing pains, right? You don't get yeah. to the level of success we have at, at some of our schools without some growing pains. Yeah. And, uh, and so part of that is, is just having a heart to be present for other people. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes that's hard. Yeah, you know? no, that's tough. You know, I was thinking like 
as a young athlete, mm. um, when things get tough or if, some, if there's a field goal that's about to get kicked to win the game, everybody's on their knees, they're praying, right? <laughs> and so, you know, I'll never forget the moment one time that I got on my knees and I was about to pray mm. and I looked across and the other team was praying too. And yes, I was sir. like... We both pray. We both pray. We both pray hard. So my question for you is to our viewers is mm. what does faith really look like in sports? Because faith in sports isn't w- like winning this game. Faith no. in sports isn't. I hope that we hit this field goal just like they're praying that we miss it. So talk, right. So so elaborate on that for us. What is faith you know, in sports? What I love, man. Um, I think, and I'm sure you've seen this so much with what you do. Um, there are lessons that sports teach us that you can't learn anywhere else as a child. I really believe that. Maybe, maybe some other organized activities, band or, or dance or something. But as far as sports specifically, ah. team sports, yeah, there, there are lessons that you learn, right? How to be coachable. That's the same thing as how to be obedient, right? And there's so many spiritual parallels between the, how to be disciplined. It's not your life's not always going to be easy as an athlete. Your life's not yeah. always going to be easy as a Christian. But how do you stay disciplined doing the right things, you know, right? How do you persevere? OK, so you're yeah. down. You're down 14. You're down two scores. Right. It's halftime. You're down 14. Are you going to are you going to all of a sudden abandon the, the game plan or are you going to are you going to stay persistent? Are you going to persevere? Offensive lineman, you was about to say, are you going to abandon the run? <laughs> you were about to say, are you going to abandon the run? Look, you, you know me too well. Don't abandon the run. That's how we got here. Right. Yeah. No, uh, but but there's just so many parallels between sports and faith that the same lessons you learn as an athlete, I feel like, are what equip you to be a great spiritual leader. Okay. And there's the same there's the same parallel there of why do athletes make such great leaders in the business world? Why does okay. why do all these Fortune 500 companies seek athletes to be salesmen reps or you know? CEOs or different different leadership positions. Why why did they seek them out? Even though they don't have the degree for it, because they've learned those leadership principles. The same with the army, right? They learn those leadership principles because they're battle tested. They're mentally tough, and those yeah. same qualities are what you want as a Christian. Because your walk as a Christian is not always going to be butterflies and rainbows, right? Like you're going to have some hard days, and yeah. if anything, the Bible tells us we're going to have harder days because right, we're not right. living for ourselves, right? You know, and so there there I think is a a preparation that comes in sports that you also use as a Christian. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just so beneficial. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think just from us being entrepreneurs, I think mm. being obviously playing sports and then I'm going to be honest with you playing at UMHB has like playing on that squad and having the structure and the culture um, mm. and the faith oriented aspect, all yeah. of that was great for me. I loved all of that. Preparation. Yeah, like, so like that stuff directly translated to after we graduated and just like you're saying, being disciplined and seeing things through and understanding mm. that everything has you're a committed. process. Yes. Yeah, you're committed. It's a, you, you guys talked the other day about 60 minutes, but for, for high school kids, 48 minutes. You train. You train <laughs> countless hours, yep. all, all the lifting, all the running, all the game planning, yep. film, walkthroughs, practice, yep. all of this for 48 minutes, 10 yep. times, 400. Yep. It's eight hours. 
all of the work for a football season is wrapped up in eight hours of playing. Yeah. You have to be committed to give up a thousand hours of your time for eight hours of play time. Yeah. Right. And really only half of that if you play one side of the ball. Yeah. Right. So you you have to be committed. And I think that that's like you said, that's what sets up people for success, because athletes are battle tested. We know how to be committed yeah. because you realize you have to work hard for things you want. Yeah. And a lot of people in this life expecting to be handed to them rather than being willing to work for what they want. Or, you know what, I'll, I'll go farther than just saying handed. I think most people even know they have to do something for it, but they want it to mm. be easy. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot They're of people, like, yeah, they don't want to work. They don't want to work for it. They don't want yeah. yeah. Like they understand they got to do a little something, but they expect that once I do it, this, I'm going to get this. This is going to happen. And they don't. It, it nice And then when it doesn't end, happen, I don't. It, I, I'm sure you've seen that meme. I don't always go to the gym, but when I do, I expect immediate spectacular <laughs> Right. Right. We all know how that goes. Yeah. I, like, I went to the gym today. Why don't I have abs? Well, have you been dieting for 10 months? Right. We know how that go. We trust me. We know. (laughs) We know. Trust me. But no, no, I think that's great because I I, I remember that moment when I was like, man, they praying for my downfall. They praying on my downfall. I'm praying. Right. I'm praying for their downfall. I'm praying for their downfall. (laughs) What are we really praying? God, what you going to do today? What you going to do do today, God? (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, I think that's that's a great perspective. I think um, I not think a too, lot of what's up real quick. I think too, man, um, UMHB, we have such a culture of winning, right? But if you think about what you learn, you learn more from your losses than you do from your wins, right? Yeah. Every loss is a lesson. Yeah. And we talked, y'all had, y'all had a couple episodes back where y'all were recounting missed opportunities, right? Eric, Eric missed the interception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You missed the cover because you were covering B gap, right? And yep. we, those things stick out to us. Yeah. Right. Like it's just it's just a thorn there that you can't get rid of because those missed opportunities teach you something. Right. Yeah. And we I talked to you. I talked to you the other day about um, the high you get from winning. Yeah. is never equivalent to the low no. you have from losing. No, no, it's not. It's not. Even we, like how psychotic are we that we are chasing these wins <laughs> and it never fulfills us. Right. Because the one loss you're wrecked. I was I, I have I have a very specific view of winning okay. in life. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't think that glory was made for us. Okay. I don't glory was made for God alone. And when we reflect his glory on this earth with our wins, that's one thing. But when we seek to serve ourselves by winning, uh it's not it's not satisfying. Okay, yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Most accomplished NFL athlete of all time, right? Greatest of all time. Nobody's nobody's been more Super Bowls, won more Super Bowls, more likely to go to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to hit a three. Right. Like greatest of all time. They had an interview a couple couple championships back and they asked him, your life must be incredible. How does it feel to be Tom Brady? You have this supermodel wife, two healthy kids. You have more money than you know what to do with, uh, you know, more more championships than anybody to ever play. Like your life must be amazing. How does it feel? And he said, man, if this is it. There's got to be more than this. There's something more than this because it's not enough. If this is it, if this is all life has to offer, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Boy, at the top of the top. And, I, and you see so often, you see so often Olympians, uh, like boxers and MMA champions, they work so hard to get to this point, the pinnacle of their sport. 
and they get there and they get that gold medal, they get that Super Bowl trophy, they get that, you know, World Series, whatever it is. And then they go home and their life is the same and they're still miserable and they don't know why. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be satisfied. I got that thing I've been working for 20 years to get. Yeah. Why, why am I not happy? Why am I not satisfied? And that's because the glory of those accomplishments, glory wasn't made for us. Glory will always fade. Mm-hmm. The glory of this earth will always fade. You, got, you guys got four championship rings each. How often do you wear those rings? I, I just found one of them. <laughs> right? I don't even know where mine are, bro. We moved in this house. I don't even know where mine are. I don't yeah, know where don't they are. Yeah. And I'm not even looking for them because That's nobody right. cares. Nobody right. cares. Nobody cares that I won those rings. And I'll tell you, like, we, we were talking about UMHB. When I, when I graduated high school, I said too small when we came on the interview. When I graduated high school, I played football at 220. Uh, and then I gained weight to 235 right at the end of my senior year. And I was getting recruited. And they were like, man, you're just too small to play center. You're too small. And I said, okay, UMHB, you know, I had some 1AA offers, D2 offers. But I went to UMHB because I went there and this was their recruiting pitch. Greatest pitch in the world. They say, if you come here. Girls outnumber guys five to one. Yep. And you'll get a ring every year. Sign me up. (laughs) Give me a quarter million in debt. (laughs) Sign me up. So, right. right. Like, like, there's no better pitch there. You're going to win. You're going to win every ball game. You're going to win every ball game. You're going to have to work for it. Yeah. But the thing, the thing I wanted out of college was I wanted to find a wife and I wanted to win a ring. And I got both those things. Right. Luckily, my wife was the real treasure. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You better say because that. I don't know where those rings are. I know where you my wife say that. <laughs> Tell Lindsay we love her. Tell hey, her we I outkick my too. coverage, man. I outkick my coverage with my woman. Yeah. But um, and I remember, man, I played. I was all state. I played for the state of Texas high school all star team. And when I went to the all star game, I was the smallest offensive lineman by eighty five pounds. Wow. Jeez. Every other offensive lineman on the all-star team was 320 or more. Every single one of them, 6'6", six, 6'8". Six, six, and I remember Coach George called me. He's like, oh, how's, how's the all-star game? Like, how you doing? How's, how are you liking it? I said, Coach, man, this is intimidating. Like, everybody's so big. They're all going to Alabama and A&M and Florida and, you know, all these big Ohio State, all these big schools. And I said, and it's like, I feel like down because I'm going to a D3 school. I was just being honest with him. And he said, I'll tell you right now. Every single person you meet there, not a single one of them will win more football games than you. Hmm. You won't lie. Except, except who went to Alabama. Whoever except went to Alabama. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's about they, it. Yeah, that's the only one that's going to be close yeah. to that. And Florida, Florida, that was back when Tebow was there. They went on that run. Yeah, they had, had some good years, too. But, yeah. but he was right. You know, you go, yeah. you go. that Because all I cared about was winning. But right. I tell you, you look back and you think about your four years there and the things that stood out to you were those losses. Yeah. I, when I all, all I think about with UMHB was that Whitewater game when the wind blew the ball backwards on the kickoff. Yep. Yep. And you're just like, man, we were going to win the, the whole thing if the wind was the other direction. Like, yeah. how crazy. And you yeah. got hurt that game. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah we're goodness. not going to dig into that. Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to dive into that. Nah, no, nah, yeah. I think this was good. Yeah. I think, I think um, you brought up some great points. And I think the biggest thing for me was what what faith really looks like in sports. And then um for me it's just hot shining that light on the kingdom. Yeah. You know. Got to, man. Yeah. You gotta have and, you just gotta have perspective. Yeah. It's, it's good to win, 
right? The Bible tells us we should be disciplining ourselves to win. It's better to yeah. win than lose. Yeah. And we all, we all as athletes desire, you know, to win in our sport, yeah. to thrive, to, to improve. And, but the point being, you know, the things you do in this life for the kingdom, yeah. the Bible tells us you will get a crown that will last forever. The glory from that crown will never fade. Glory will never fade when you do something for the kingdom. Right. But I know a lot of Olympians that their their gold medal sits on the wall. They're just right. same old guy at home. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, oh, Super Bowl champions, Tim Duncan and David Robinson and all these, you know, big level champions. And they go home and it's because the glory from those things don't don't change your life. Yeah. The way no, that the glory does. That's real, man. Hey, that's... make sure y'all go and follow and holler at Mr. Peak, Doug Peak. Y'all see these gems that he's dropping on y'all today. Hey, we appreciate having you, big dog. Hey, appreciate you, you, man. man. Hey, 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 if coach is showing up for FCA, man, y'all make sure y'all make the meetings. What is this? It's in the morning, 7 a.m.? Yep. 7 a.m. all day, baby. I'll come find you at the bar. Hey, go find your FCA rip right now. Make sure you hashtag ask. Use your platform. Use your platform. God gives you influence. Use it. Use your platform. Hashtag that, too. Subscribe. What will you sacrifice to be great?